0: Hey everyone, I was hoping to get this message put together sooner, but things like this unfortunately take time to set up. I just want to say that the acts of war against Ukraine break my heart, and I know as a prior service member myself that my thoughts and prayers go out to everyone who's fighting the fight that they really shouldn't have to. That being said, we have been working behind the scenes with all of our podcasts and podcast partners to put a fund together in order to pay for any refugee housing and other needs that go alongside that, like food, water, and any clothing needs. Internally, many podcasts in the Hospitality FM network have voluntarily given up sponsorship money in order to donate to the cause and are working on a unified message in order to spread throughout all of our podcasts. So this is me calling out to all of our property manager friends, industry experts, and anyone knowing of those providing lodging for Ukrainian refugees seeking safety. You can contact me directly at will, with one L, W-I-L, at SlickTalkMedia.com. We have an internal document that is being updated in real time. So if anyone could share this message within your network, we'd greatly appreciate it. I'm also placing in the show notes a link to our GoFundMe and landing page for Rentals to Rescue. That's rentals, T-O, rescue.com, where we're putting funds together in order to, again, provide finances for any of these lodging and relocation needs. So thank you so much for tuning into this quick message. I hope you guys are all well and safe, as I know we have tons of listeners in Ukraine and other countries in in Europe. So thank you so much for tuning in and I hope you guys enjoy this episode.
1: Good morning. 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 Good
0: I just <laughs> saw this picture
1: day. in the intro of myself. I never looked at it. And I saw this picture with a short haircut. Jesus, what happened know. since the start? I know. No showers, no scissors. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, I don't know.
0: Yeah, we got to help it next
1: week. Let's see next week. Maybe next week I will look at it differently.
0: About time. We've been waiting. Been- I'll take a picture of Will and a picture of
1: Michael. And I'll tell the hairdresser just pick one. Would you prefer? And let's see what is coming, or a combination. It's going to be obvious.
2: <laughs> yeah, it'll be, it'll be pretty obvious.
1: <laughs>
0: well, I hope you guys had a good weekend. Um, anything exciting happening in your guys' end of the world right now? I took the first flight after one and a half year, and it was the, the airport
1: of Amsterdam was fully packed. It was just full. The plane was full. So that was... A, good. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I was in uh, Miami towards
2: the end of last week. Had a good. Oh yeah, it must, must be nice. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, and yes, airports are slammed. People are understaffed. It was uh, like hotels, airports, restaurants—same story we've talked about many times. But it doesn't seem to be improving still. Yeah. Um, so we'll keep an eye on staffing well, I'm levels curious. throughout hospitality. I'm,
0: cu- I'm curious with you. You said you stayed at a lifehouse house property. How was that?
2: It was great. Yeah, so super cool design. Their staff is fantastic. The entire internet in all of South Beach was gone. Hmm. I I went to two or three different hotels for for meetings. And every hotel was like manually checking people in and like walking them to the door because they couldn't make key cards. Uh, So to to, uh, compound the short staffing levels, uh the internet goes out to to cut out a lot of the efficiencies. So it was a it was an interesting time to be there, but a hurricane had just rolled through earlier in the week. So mm-hmm. I think that it kind of messed with stuff. But uh yeah, it was it was still a great time. Uh beautiful property and uh shout out to to Lifehouse for the stay.
0: Yeah, we love Lifehouse here on the show. So you can't go wrong with that. Um but- Ahead, you get it Michael. for
1: free? They sponsored you, or you just had to still pay the
0: bill? The oh By no, mentioning we're,
1: this, we're, by mentioning this, it's actually he said, "Okay, I'll mention you. We positive, and then uh, we're uh, we're gonna get yeah. it
0: eventually. Yeah. <laughs> Soon to come. Soon to come." Um, okay. But speaking of operations and efficiency is not working, and all this other good stuff, it's gonna fit in perfectly with today's episode because we have the man, the myth, and the legend, Jeremy Golf, the founder of BreezeWay, on the show which we announced last week is now a sponsor of the show for this season. So we're really excited to have him and get to dive into the story. But before we get to this, we don't have a bid eruption today, but we do have a what's with the noise. So Mr. Golden, I think we're going to kick it off with you and uh, let grandma take it away.
2: Did you hear that noise? It is the launch of space and civilians being able to go up in space. So over the weekend, Virgin and Richard Branson took off, I guess, six others and made it into space. So it is the dawn of a new era in travel and hospitality. Last week, we did predictions on what does hospitality look like in 10 years, and all of us failed to mention space. But it is a very real possibility now, if you have hundreds of thousands of dollars and, and the ability to risk it all to go up into space. But exciting times and, and the private space race is on. So uh, let's keep an eye on how, uh, how frequent this is becomes and, and how much of a trend it is. Right now, it's just a billionaire's trend, but <laughs> can, it, can it make it down to us normal people? But well, would you go? Uh, not on the first <laughs> hundred flights.
0: <laughs> you gotta okay. get all the kinks out. But uh, no, I think it's super cool. And I liked what uh, Richard had to say when he was up there. Uh, he said, for all the all of you dreamers in this generation, you know, it's uh, this was my dream. You know, I never thought that we would actually get to space and here we are. So don't, uh, you know, it's kind of cliche, but you know, don't dream too small, you know, you might make it to space one day. So it's pretty cool. It's... millions of dollars. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, well, it's pretty sweet. And yeah, I think we failed to mention the, the space travel, which is, we talked about in an episode previous and it was like, yeah, that's way far in the future, but now it's actually probably closer and closer and closer than we uh, expect. But anyway, it's enough about space. Uh, I want to welcome and introduce, like I said, the man, the myth, the legend, Jeremy Gall from Breezeway. So we're going to give him a warm welcome here. Jeremy Gall, welcome to the show. How are we doing, my man?
3: Good morning, hospitality.
0: Have to <laughs> oh, nice way to work that in.
2: Uh, yeah,
1: Either.
3: you like that? Yeah, you're, you're the first you're, guest to do that. <laughs> like uh, you were the yeah, first
1: like guest that. to actually do that. So, <laughs> practice on this one because it's a nice thing. The whole bridge was nice, actually, from this operation to
0: this one. Wow. are getting
1: I just, uh, it just, It just came to me.
0: Look, we're, we were just made to do this show together, all, all of us in this one moment. It's pretty great. Um, well, before we dive in, last week we introduced you guys as our uh, show sponsor, and we did a, a a Meet Breezeway video for our audience. They got to see and hear a little bit more about Breezeway. But I actually kind of want to dive into your story before we get into the Prop Ops Um, of everything, you know, vacation rentals and hotels. Can you tell us really what your journey was to creating Breezeway and what it is today?
3: Yeah, um, quickly, you know, I started another company in the vacation rental space marketplace called Flipkey. Got a lot of exposure to property managers on the marketing side um, and just developed a thesis that I think property management in general is turning more towards a hospitality experience across all segments and they're converging together hotels, vacation rentals, corporate travel, they're all sort of like mushed together already. Uh, and I think the concept of hospitality is just, it's big and it's growing. Um, you know, We work as a hospitality business basically for corporate real estate. Um, and so I thought that that experience, it's gonna be harder and harder to manage. We started Breezeway to give people really purpose-built tools To manage that hospitality experience at the property, every piece of it, Um, and that's what we uh, that's what we focus on.
0: I love that. I love that hospitality experiences. Um, So, can you? I guess uh, uh, we've already, like I said, we did this last week. But for the listeners or the watchers right now, uh, what's the biggest operation piece that BreezeWay handles for operators? Whether it's cleaning, maintenance, you name it. Kind of, can you? say there's one particular piece for you guys?
3: I think it's, it's really, it's the combination of all of those. And I think it's sort of like, you know, when Michael or Michael walks into their space and wants to make sure that it's set up exactly the way that they want it to be, there's a lot of work that goes into that and a lot of details. And so really that the main function is, how do I make sure that all those details are covered? Because delivering, you know, however you define hospitality, delivering that means that it's really purposeful, it's predictable. People know what they're going to get when they walk in. So yeah. it's, less, it's less about one thing and more about how all those pieces together turn into creating that experience.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, I don't know if uh, the Michaels have any questions in particular, but last week we uh, we were really talking, and I think it was—I don't know, Golden. Was it you that said the technology is going to be more operational focused to enhance the guest focus? Uh, or because we were talking about like guest experiences and all this other stuff, and you're like, "Yeah, yeah. tech isn't going to shift their their face."
2: Well, yeah. So, Jeremy, last week, uh, if you weren't tuned in, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we we made predictions on technology ten years from now, and you know, a lot of people talk about how guests can walk in and talk to alexa and change you know the music and the scent in the room and the temperature and all that but my my feeling is that a lot of people are going to when they go on vacation want to move away from technology not have even more you know as as part of their stay but technology on the operation side is going to be that much more important because as we've talked about already on the show, levels of employment are at an all-time low in, in hospitality, which means technology has to be at an all-time high. Um, obviously you agree with that, otherwise you wouldn't have started Breezeway, uh, but what, uh, 10 years from now, what is hotel operations behind the scenes look like?
3: Yeah, I think you can still, deliver that type of personalism i think you can divorce the idea of like i agree with you people want less technology shout out to my friend john staff at getaway mm-hmm. which is you know a good company where it's basically premised on you're a millennial you want to get out of town drive an hour and a half away and be in the woods for um you know a vacation for just a couple of days but really to unplug and i think that's definitely true but i think you can divorce the fact that like you want to unplug there's going to be less technology and yet more personalization right the personalization doesn't have to be your music and your scent the personalization can be around the experience in you and like what's important to you michael when you get there how can we tailor that to you and in ways beyond like right now in hotels right Like so many pieces of technology to make sure when you walk into that room in Las Vegas, your name is on the TV screen. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's like, well, maybe, but I think it's gonna be a lot more, I, I think you can still go into personalization without it being revolving around like Alexa and voice controls.
1: But is it about the personalization or is it more focusing on the relation, right? Because I think it's really important to when you're adopting technologies to understand your user or your customer, Traveler to really use and building a relationship with him to get him back, right? That's the ultimate goal. And yeah. I think technology, what you said, can, can help there. Again, you don't want to have an Alexa in your room. And I think what you said to get away, for example, is what people want because, of course, the hybrid working you just before it was home, you were home and the office where you were working. Now you're working at home, right? So I think that's why people moving away and they stepping away from technology for the uh, traveler side. But I think when you're looking at the technology side for the operations. <laughs> How can this be, what do you think can be used really for building a better relationship?
3: Yeah, totally. I think we talk, to, we talk to people all the time about the fact that like a lot of work goes into this, right? So you should use technology to automate the things that can be automated that that you're not going to get credit for. I believe in this whole concept of like this is a manual physical process to prepare. If you think about it in really high level terms, including like space, right, space travel, like, you know, somebody has to prepare everything for the next person who's gonna interact with that space. And that's a really manual process. It's gonna be for a long time. So you have to try and efficiently automate all the pieces that you can, where the next person isn't really gonna feel the impact of what you're doing, but anything that they can feel, then you need to make sure that that part, there's a human element and a touch to that. Cause you're right, Michael Rose, it's about the relationship and you deliver that relationship you know the hotel the vacation rental the commercial real estate owner like they deliver that relationship by making you f- making you feel that they care about your experience um and that's like that's a lot of little things that add up to make you feel that
0: so <clears throat> you you touch on personalization though and i i as an operator and i'm pretty sure as everyone else on this uh you know shows realize that it's harder and harder to get more uh, details that you need in order to create that personalized experience, you know, whether it's through bookings that come through an OTA, such as Expedia or booking or Airbnb or whatever. Um, So with the property tech and operational tech like breezeway, whatever property management software people are using, uh, whether it's a hotel one, like opera or muse, or even, you know, we have hostfully on the show every now and then too. So like with these, property management software is how do you incorporate this technology in order to better enhance that personalization with the guests uh, so that way they're not having to download an app every time they stay at a new place or other things like that. Like what's the overall personalization, um, I, I guess, ability with this technology on their back end?
3: Yeah, I think it's a smart, and you talk to most operators, um, you know, they're looking at their they're Evaluating and I think they're evaluating more and more frequently their technology stack to see how these tools really interact and work well together Um, and figuring out what's important to their business, whether it's direct bookings, whether it's just gaining market share, revenue management, et cetera, or it's like, Hey, I really want to, I'm going to focus on repeat guests and I'm going to focus on the relationship and how I'm going to do that. So I think it's a constant evaluation of that tech stack and then finding the tools, um that work well together um and sort of treating moving the the pms you know the property management software system to a it's a facilitator of a lot of the entire tech stack
0: yeah it's kind of like the the hub and then there's branches per thing right it's kind of uh good good
3: i was just going to say i think it's interesting right like you can think of it as visual and i have in the past too like The PMS system could be the hub, or it could just be one, you know, it could be one stack off to the side because you're thinking that the experience is changing, the relationship is changing, and like these different stacks become just as important um, as the PMS system. They're interrelated. um, Mm -hmm. But I think the visual, it's going to be very interesting over the next 10 years, how that visual continues to adopt. Is it the hub? Is it one stack to the side um, as Tools like noise, you know, tools like noise aware, tools like understanding what is going on in the property become really important to that relationship. Mm. One
1: That's of the trends good. we mentioned last week as well, what we see in 2030 is that hotels moving in more into vacation, rental more into hotels, the way they're operating, delivering a guest experience. Um, what do you think? You're going to become much closer to each other, or where you can see the biggest difference then? Or in in nine ten years from now.
3: Oh yeah, I think they're going to come so much closer to, to each other, right? There was a the quote from Marriott. I think it's it's getting old now. Maybe it's a couple of years old. Um, you know, where he's saying like we have thousands of these little boxes, um, and people don't want to stay in them. Like mm-hmm. we need to rethink. We need to rethink our product um, of what we're providing to to guests and what people really want. Um, and I think we'll definitely see that. Uh, 10 years is a really long time. If you think about what's (laughs) happened over the last 10 years in hospitality and travel, um, you know, it's, it's,
2: it's got acquired.
3: Yeah. Flipkey got acquired. But I mean, we was talking about this the other day, like, I mean, it, 10 years ago, it was that you would still, you know, we might be on the show 10 years ago, arguing, like literally having a serious argument about whether or not people are going to book online.
2: (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah, my, my first That's conference, people crazy. were yelling at Carl Shepard at a Verbo conference, like I, I will never do instant booking. It's going to kill my how I pro- how I um, allow guests to come in and how I vet the bad ones, and uh, ultimately now you can't not have instant booking. Pretty much, like, it's just yeah. impossible. Yeah, um, so. Maybe similar vein to Ross's question, apart hotels, uh, do you, how many brands do you think will exist in ten years? Like recognizable consumer brands
3: in the hotel space,
2: in the apartment hotel, apart hotel space.
3: Uh, yeah, I think the um, that's a big space. If you think about the idea of this convergence, right, I think you have to expect it over the next 10 years, it's going to change and it's going to, it's going to go through maybe two or three cycles, um, in that period of time. And I think there'll be, you know, eight to 10, um, really strong brands. If you believe that that's what consumers are going to want. And I think they will, um, I think there'll be some really big players in that space.
2: Um, yeah what's uh what's harder operations in an apartment or operations in a box
0: hotel Well, i don't really see what the difference would be other than the unit size is bigger
3: well i mean it depends it depends if you're talking about this concept of like uh if you're talking about like apartment hotels sort of like the Nido concept i mean it's so much harder it's like it's like an insanely it's insanely harder If you're talking about the concept where like, well, you're going to, you're going to move out and you're going to, you're going to go away for the week uh, because you have a flexible job. And now maybe you're going to go work somewhere else for two weeks and you want to rent out your apartment, offset some of your rent while you're gone. And then as soon as you come back, you're going to, you know, magically your place is going to look exactly like it did before. Yeah. Yeah. That is significantly harder than a hotel. Uh, Wow. it all depends on the ownership. It it depends on the ownership. And then I think it depends on, we still are going to, we're going to have to see what happens, right? Like the closer an apartment hotel is to a hotel where everything looks exactly the same and there's common ownership. Well, cool. Your, your operations look just like a hotel, right? But if you drift a little from that and you say, well, actually people want unique experiences, people are looking for unique space. Um, we're going to do some fractional ownership. Um, people are going to own these almost more like condo hotels. I mean, this has been around for a long time, right? Um, it gets harder. Then you're then it's almost as hard as having you know a thousand units separated by sixty miles um, that are all different.
1: But how far technology should go? It's always the discussion why right, is technology really helping the guest experience? Uh, of course, operational wise, a lot, right? But if there's no interaction with any human, if you go on holiday, you're receiving your code before you can check in, you don't see any people, um, or in the future, you might say there's an iRobot or a robot vacuum cleaning your room and a toilet is self cleaning. How far can it go, right? I'm just thinking to, to which level people feel comfortable. When they really move and when they go on holiday and at which levels okay now it's it's go too far right it's like everything is is automated and even this robot is going to my room because he sees it's dusty or the clean the toilet seat is turning around because it's self-cleaning i'm just curious like how far people see if okay, till this moment and now go too far
3: yeah i think i think the question will be not necessarily what's too far but how do you make sure that uh human a human touch or a human element or interaction is available when the guest wants it, and otherwise, like you know, there's a there's a really fancy hotel in Vermont called Twin Farms, um, and people who go there, you know, when they come back, like the thing that they talk about is like, oh my god, like you know, I went back to my room and the fire was our ar- somebody had I I didn't see them, but they came and they got the fire started in my room, and I I never saw them right. Like the fireplace was just mm-hmm. sort of roaring. Like I never saw the staff, like unless I really wanted to. Um, and I think there's, I think there's something to that. I think there's something to like I want to get away, and if I uh, if I want to seek out a human interaction, it's there, and I know it's there. That's that sort of concept. We spend a lot of time on this with SMS messaging, which we're gonna different. say. We just think it's like such yeah. a perfect medium for like I can indicate to you, and hotels. Know this too, right? Like hotels have embraced it. Um, it's just such a perfect medium to let you know that I care, that I'm paying attention to your stay. I'm not getting in your not getting in your way, but I'm available at the touch of a very easy text message back. That if you need a human, you need somebody to help you. I'm right there with you.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, During since COVID started, uh, we we've, we've all kind of shared our travel horror stories. Um, like for me, it's maybe less of a horror story, but I was trying to check out of a hotel in New Orleans and the valet parking took 45 minutes just to get my car to me. Oh. Uh, what, what's an experience you've had from an operation standpoint since COVID started that, that you were like, man, that's just horrible. And Come on, like, but they put you your know.
1: Ferrari far away. just protected my These people <laughs> have to use Breezeway.
3: <laughs> yeah, You know, I don't, um, I've had some pretty lucky, tra- I've had some pretty fortunate travels, um, during COVID. We haven't done much. I've got like a bunch of small kids. We haven't done a lot of travel. Uh, we've done a couple of road trips. Both were like very successful shout out to, um, a great place outside of DC salamander resort where we stayed last year. And, you know, they were ama- They were amazing um and they just didn't they did an incredible job the only horror story there is my wife went on a hike and she got totally lost with all the kids <laughs> in the house, which is hard to do in virginia yeah. but, uh, <laughs> um but um you know i think um we haven't had too many horror stories we um we had an interesting it, just to build on that like human interaction last year we shut the office down co- it was we had to, we wanted to get from Boston to South Carolina for family reasons, um, and um, so we had to stop somewhere. So we stopped in DC, and had to check into a hotel. And it was a perfect example of like we wanted to m- minimize human interaction as much as possible. So yes, we still had to like check in at the desk, but we checked in at the desk. We went up to our room. We never saw another person the whole time we were there, um,
2: and that's sort of just the way we wanted it. Did you get the lock-off room and and was it called a vacation rental or was it?
3: (laughs) (laughs) No, we didn't. We did get the lock-off room in, um, we got the lock-off room in at Salamander though. And um, the two rooms together makes a difference, but that's a, that's a different, that's a different sort of resort. I think, you know, right before we came on air, we were talking about like, it's a great example, you know, hundred plus room resort, on a, on a beautiful piece of property. They've got the room to do it. And so now they'll put in homes, small vacation homes on the property um, that will be serviced by the hotel staff. So you will get hotel housekeeping. You will get access to hotel room service. You're on property, so you get access to all the amenities, but you have a private house that you just you know, drive right up to.
0: Mm -hmm. what about
1: classification i'm sorry sorry. what about classification because it's pretty clear in the hotel industry for five star hotels and it's still a bit unclear of course in the vacation rental and of course i think one of the criteria maybe should not be space but maybe more like hygiene or facilities or anything like this so what do you think about this whole kind of like this this classification in the vacation rental you think there should be something really in in Something similar than the hotel industry, or something differently, because again, it could be that this specific kind of pillow menu give you kind of specific kind of rating, or size, or is it what kind of kitchen is included, or whatever.
3: Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't think it's necessary um, in the vacation rental space. I think as far as like you know a rating system or things like that. I mean, I think I think what we what we do need and what we're moving closer towards and it's, it's just happening naturally and all parties want it to happen is professionalization. So I think there just needs to like the bare minimum, there needs to be a bare minimum mm-hmm. and we need to start to con- we need to continue to establish what that bare minimum is um, rather than ratings up and down and multiple tiers. There just needs to be like, Hey, like everybody needs to take this seriously. We want professional operators, top to bottom. It doesn't matter if you have a thousand units or you have one, we want, mm-hmm. you know, it shouldn't be a hobby. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't really necessarily be a hobby business. And you can, yeah. there are some people who self-manage they've got one unit and they're really, really good at it. But like the OTAs want it that way. The regulators want it that way. Guests want it that way. And the, and the good operators, they want it that way too. Yeah.
0: Well, I was gonna say like uh you, so there's two points that you mentioned and, And Slick Talk, when we had to come back on and do like an interview during COVID and all this other craziness that was going on, you mentioned about like the evolution of host to property manager, right? Like how we're seeing that professionalization happening. Um, Because I think you're right, like COVID sped up a lot of stuff. We talked about, you know, what's going to happen in the next 10 years. Well, what was going to happen in the last five years happened in, you know, 12 months, like we've said multiple times on the show. Um, And another prediction that I think, I don't know if I mentioned on this show or if I mentioned on slick talk with somebody else, but the hotels are no longer going to grow vertically. They're going to grow this way in the sense of like what you're talking about uh, with the, the putting vacation rental homes on the property and spreading out horizontally um, is going to, is going to be the shift because of what has happened in this last year and not, I'm finding it. I am more curious on how hotels are going to continue to expand you know, horizontally instead of vertically because land and all the other, you know, I guess, headaches of getting into that space, uh, you know, to build one unit on a, on a plot of land versus to, you know, add a wing to a hotel, who knows? Um, but those are just some comments I had on, on that. And I'm just curious if maybe uh, for you, do you see, for like professionalization and like even the hotel space, do you see this happening in a fast time period? Or do you see it happening you know, naturally, slowly, throughout time, no, no push, no rush, but it will happen as we continue to move forward?
3: I think there'll probably be, um, I don't know, but I, I think there'll probably be like a tipping point where it'll sort of, it'll start to happen, it'll gain a little steam, and then all of a sudden it'll go a lot quicker once we hit a tipping point. But I don't think it'll be, I, I think hotels are gonna really have to reimagine some of that inventory. You know, like, but they'll do it on the next time they, like that brand or that hotel where they can't just necessarily expand the next time they renovate and they're thinking about renovating the lobby, I expect they'll be thinking about actually how do we change some of the configuration here? How do we yeah. make this, yeah, you know, a little better than a, a lock off room so that people feel like this is a different experience.
0: Maybe like a, a residential hotel slash a hotel, like, they split off on a uh, hotel management side and more residential units, kind of like the Nido concept, but a little bit different.
3: Yeah, I like that. I think there's, you know, there's plenty of people who are working on that. I think that's a really good one. And I think it's also just like, it's just how you think about the room. You know, people who are building new hotels are are going to be the ones who sort of help facilitate this and push it forward because yeah. they're going to come up with new flexible floor plans, interesting um experiences and opportunities for guests and like, and it's going to be popular, but that's going to work. I'm yeah. highly convinced that that's gonna work. And as soon as that works, like that's what will drive the tipping point where then people will be like, oh my God, we have to renovate this like really old you know property that we have.
2: Yeah. so um, we're we're towards the end of time, and with some guests, we like to throw rapid fire out. so. I'll go first, and, oh, wow. and Will and Michael can jump in afterwards. Uh, who's the first hotel to buy a short-term rental brand, buy outright and, and becomes a Hilton or a Marriott or a Four Seasons? Marriott. Um, OTA for castles, buying or selling?
3: OTA for castles, selling. <laughs> <laughs> Dang selling it. right, now. selling right now. Now's the perfect time. Selling right now.
2: <laughs> um, coffee or tea? What's that? Coffee or tea? Oh, coffee, coffee. You have a two-night business trip to a city. Short terminal or hotel?
3: Hotel.
1: Ross, Italy or England?
3: Oh, that's a tough. <laughs> that's a tough question. I've lived in both, <laughs> I just,
1: I'll have to go, i have to go Italy. Okay, and one thing is like, we talked about brands, right? We just don't see many brands out there still in the vacation to space, we call it in here in Europe. Brazil, I stay in the Airbnb, we call it almost like a brand in here, It was really pretty bad. So what do you think about this space? Just to see, do you think a lot of new brands will appear in the vacation to space? Or do you think hotel chains will starting some specific more own brands?
3: new hotel chains you broke up for a second but i think that was the question yeah. new hotel chains
1: no i mean the more are the more because it's still you see I airbnb mean, with millions of properties there's still not many brands out there if you vacation rental do you think it will be a trend to consolidate into brands or do you think it will be still really stay stay away from branded apartments
3: i think there'll so i think you know i think there's going to be consolidation of brands um for sure but i think there's well, I mean, we see this at breezeway there's just like so many more managers popping up like all the time so as much as there's consolidation at the top i think there's plenty of room for new managers who are coming into the space and um you know i think that will remain a pretty pretty fragmented um experience
0: i love it well i guess my uh, my rapid fire question is uh Slick Talk or Good Morning Hospitality?
3: Oh, I like this format. I'm going to go Good Morning <laughs> Hospitality. I think this is great. Uh, All right. I appreciate you guys having me on the show.
0: Awesome. Well, yeah, we appreciate you taking the time to come on and kind of geek out with us a little bit. Um, I think you have some really good insights. So listeners, the viewers watching live right now are listening uh, to the recap. Uh, go ahead. Go to a uh, quick shout out, breezeway.io forward slash GMH and learn more about Breezeway. Um, But Jeremy, you just want to say thank you.
3: Yeah. Thank you guys. Have a great day. Thanks for having me.
0: Of course.